1: And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Rajiv Sambyal, who is the Director of Artificial Intelligence and Innovation at BNY Mellon. Hi, Rajiv. Thank you so much for joining us on AI Today. Thank
2: you, Ron. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Rajiv. And we're so excited to have you with us today. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at BNY Mellon.
2: Um, uh, well, well, Kathleen, I have uh, I've been in the industry for uh, close to 18 years now, uh, and over the course of uh, this journey, I've had the opportunity to work with with a lot of different data sets, all different shapes and sizes, and then more importantly, use this data to to drive some meaningful insights uh, that can create value for business. Um, In my current role at Bank of New York Mellon, I lead a number of uh, different initiatives um, where we are leveraging AI and machine learning to solve specific business problems, right? And and creating new products and services. And then also I'm I'm working on building uh, AI and machine learning capabilities that can be leveraged um, across the enterprise at scale uh, instead of uh, building one-off solutions or one-off point solutions. Uh, before Bank of New York Mellon, I spent a good amount of time at State Street, um, where where I led a, a, a bunch of uh, different initiatives. Like I led the development of various products and solutions, uh, leveraging uh, emerging technologies, including AI yeah, and machine learning. So, so that's that's been my journey so far.
1: Well, great. Well, that's a fantastic journey, and I'm sure that's going to give us some really good things to talk about here on this podcast. And part of the reason why we're so excited to have you here on this podcast is uh, the talk that you gave and part of your participation on the panel at the Data for AI conference. So just a few weeks ago, for those of you that are listening to this podcast pretty much soon after it was recorded, uh, September 14th through 18th, uh, 2020, we had the Data for AI Week conference. We had a whole week worth of live content as well as dozens more recorded sessions that were focused on the data side of AI. So we looked at data preparation and data engineering, data labeling and annotation, sourcing and generating data, and all the topics around the data lifecycle focused on, of course, getting data to be where it needs to be to make systems more intelligent. And we were thrilled to have Rajiv on a panel there sharing some of the insights on AI in the banking and the finance uh, industry. And uh, you can actually listen to uh, Rajiv's full talk if you go to data AI Conf, com. The conference is actually still up and uh, available as far as all the recorded content. Of course, all the live sessions are over now, but you can still uh, see all the content. The, the event is free to attend, so I encourage all of you who are listening to go on and take advantage of that and listen. But maybe Maybe as a way to uh, maybe uh, motivate our listeners to uh, chime into that panel, we'd love for you to share some of the insights that you shared in that panel around uh, AI's application in the banking and finance space, and also just in general about responsible AI uh, that you had shared uh, on the
2: panel. Sure, Ron. Um, Yeah. I think one of the things uh, we were discussing um, in the conference, and I and I heard um, you know a couple of other talks also on on this. So so AI, uh, it's no longer um, an experimentation domain, right? Uh, so I think um, for the last five six years, we have seen that AI and machine learning being used heavily. Uh, in applied sense, right, uh, and, and in various industries, whether it's finance and banking, insurance, and or what have you, right. So everywhere, AI and machine learning is being heavily leveraged, right, and and it's creating new opportunities, right. So um, we, we are seeing whether it is NLP or object detection or signature detection verification, all these multiple use cases. We are we are we are seeing where where AI is being used, right. And with this growth, right? With this, with this growth in the usage, and also the complexity of the machine learning models, right? As as new models around uh, neural networks and deep learning, they are coming in. Now, the question of uh, um, ethical use of AI, whether uh, what models are producing is transparent, or is it fair, uh, and there is accountability to it, right? So all these questions. Are coming up and and are being raised and and for for a very valid reason, right? So so I think so companies, right? Whether it's a small company or a big company, it doesn't matter, right? So uh, I think it, it this is applicable across the board where everyone needs to um, to think, right? Before building these solutions or or accessing the data, they need to to answer the question of uh, how the data is being used and for what purpose are they using the data right and i think that's where the question of uh, um, you know ethical and responsible use of ai comes in uh, it doesn't matter what size uh, organization you are and also in what role you are right so so only data scientists or data engineers are not responsible uh, to make sure that uh, uh, that it is being used properly, uh, the machine learning models are being properly, but it's throughout the organization and every person has a responsibility to make sure um, that it is being used for its intended purposes.
0: Yeah, that's super important. You know, I mean, I know that we had an entire conference focused around data for artificial intelligence because it's so important and foundational. And I you know, a lot of people are talking about data and how their data is being used and you know what are data privacy issues and ethical issues and implications with all that. So why is data privacy important? And why is it something that should be considered through all stages of the data life cycle and the machine learning lifecycle as well?
2: Right, right. So 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 with with the use of like You know, as 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 you know, um, with AI and machine learning, uh, it it has heavy reliance on data, right? So so data is what powers um, all these machine learning models. Now, with the use of AI and ML, right? Since uh, we are exposed to more data sets, right? Talk about social media, right? We are generating petabytes of data, right? So with the exposure to this much data and also accessibility to this data, the question of data privacy and security has come to forefront. Right? It's not that it wasn't there earlier, but especially how that data being used or who is using that data, that's that's become paramount now. Right? And and one of the things um, I think everybody needs to think about and coming back to that, it it needs to be treated equally. Right? So. Um, it, there needs to be in, in security parlance, right? So it, it's always security by design. So similarly, data privacy or data security needs to be be, be there by design, right? It doesn't need to, um, you know, when when you ask about it, does it need to be in all um, throughout the life cycle, right? So it doesn't need to, it doesn't have to be towards the end of the life cycle, right? So de, data privacy needs to be built in, or data security needs to be built in from the very get-go, right? Um, so that we have a clear trail of who's accessing the data, who's 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 using the data, and how they are using the data. Right. So all these questions need to be answered and proper frameworks need to be put in place so that towards the end, when the solution is built, these questions do not arise and we 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 go to square go back to square one on answering these.
1: Yeah, I think that's incredibly important. I mean, you know, it took a while for us and the IT sector if you will <laughs> to really think about security you know in advance like now we Thanks. know the importance of that it's like you know especially you know may, maybe yeah. before we had systems on the internet you know and we had huge mainframes maybe not even local area networks it may maybe security was important but you had to physically be there you know on the network to cause any harm of course now that everything's on the internet we have mobile you know basically, the threats are everywhere. So now we have to think about it. And I think people are thinking about it the same way around data for with privacy and uh, these other things we talk about. And now people like me are like, oh, I didn't have to worry about data privacy before. But now that data can be used in all these different ways in ways that maybe we had never anticipated, people are thinking about it. Quite a bit more, so you know, um, you know, that's I think was great to, to to hear about that. But now we're also thinking about like, well, if we're depending on these AI systems. We are now want to make sure that these systems are doing what they expect them to to be done. So just as now, data privacy has become everybody's thinking about it. People are just starting to think about transparency and explainability. So, yep. so from your perspective, you know, what is the role of transparent and explainable AI, and how do you see it being implemented, and how are you seeing the conversations around it evolving?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think Ron, that's 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 a great point, right? Like as as you put it, so. Um, I think it's it, it's not just about making sure that uh, the data is secure, right, and and data is protected. Uh, it is also about, especially with the complexity of use cases and the complexity of models, uh, the the debate and the discussion now is also around, um, you know, what is, is are the models fair? Is uh, you know is is what machine learning what it is producing. Is it transparent? Do I understand um, what the machine is doing, right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, if 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 machine is recommending something, um, do I trust that? And I think the way to build that trust is to give some insight. Not necessarily you need to open up the models and to the end user explain everything, but is it transparent enough so that the user understands the action it is suggesting or recommending? Uh, does it make sense so right so from that perspective i think uh, the the importance of uh, interpretability of 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 the machine learning models and and the explainable ai is very it, it, it's really come come to the forefront uh, of this so it's not just for and uh, there, there are a couple of different like ways to think about this right so one like we you know we've been discussing that uh, around bias around uh um, 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 uh, understanding what the output is. This is also important as a data scientist or a machine learning engineer to even debug or understand what the model is producing, right? So if you if you have these these black box models, right, where you actually just put load, you give give it loads of data and out comes the response, um, and you have no clue what the model is doing inside the box. Uh, for a data scientist, it's pretty hard to explain or even debug if there is an issue, right? So, so from a technical side of things, that's that's important, and also from a consumer side of things, right? Uh, it is important that that we 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 are, um, you know, uh, um, the end user is very comfortable using the results. And I'll give you a very kind of like very um, um, uh, normal example for this, right? So, um, any um, um, Uh, streaming service these days, right, whether it's Netflix or Spotify or even Pandora, right, so you have these thumbs up and thumbs down um, icons, right, or or feedback which actually powers the recommendations which come next, right, so there is a sense of like when the next song comes in or the movies that are recommended, you can actually relate to the fact, right, like a lot of people are not familiar with the Netflix, it tells you that based on your previous history of previous viewing, this is what we are recommending, right? So that's a way of basically explaining what the recommendation engines in the background are doing, right, to the end user saying that, okay, the results you are getting are based on what you have provided the feedback for. So I think both from a UX perspective and also from the modeling perspective, the the explainability part of it and interpretability part of it is, is, is paramount.
0: Yeah, thanks for, for giving that example, too. I know people always like to get that. And I think that, you know, I mean, this conversation has been going on for a while, but I think it's it continues to be incredibly important and um, is starting to become more in the forefront of conversations, I think, than kind of, you know, in the background or kind of an afterthought or just a, su- a subgroup talking about it. I mean, it was so... Um, important at our conference that we actually had many panels on this whole idea of explainability and, you know, how data is being used. And I I think that in general, people are becoming more familiar with that. It was interesting. I actually was having a conversation recently, and we were talking about, you know, the term explainability and should we use explainability or interpretability for, um, you know, one of the aspects that we were trying to focus on it was around um you know model um transparency and so uh-huh. it's interesting that you kept bringing that up um you know maybe quickly can you share your thoughts on what the differences are between the um between you know explainability and interpretability
2: right so so i think it it, it uh, um a lot of times i think these are used interchangeably, right? Um, uh, can you actually interpret the model, um, um, the results, right? The outcomes of the models, which which uh, which with the model is producing, right? So that's that's where um, you have uh, um, uh, these uh, technical side, right, of uh, using either the integrated gradients or 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 Shapley values, right, where you can actually uh, um uh, try to uh, interpret what the model is producing <clears throat> right i think that's where the model interpretability piece is generally used and i think explainability piece builds upon that right if i can interpret the model results and i can i can uh, properly tell that the, the parameters which the model is using what are the results it's producing right i'm able to explain that piece based on that right so explainability or i i would Think of it as more of a um, 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 uh, an, an uh, umbrella under which you can actually have this interpretability or whatever scenario analysis which come in.
0: Okay, yeah, thanks. You know, it's funny. I, I think that sometimes people use words interchangeably, and then other times people use words interchangeably, and they don't actually really mean the same thing. So. <laughs> Yep. So I'm sure yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. have this discussion. Um, and, you know, I want to say thank you so much. This has been an incredible podcast. We really enjoyed you on the panel that we had during our Data for AI conference. And as Ron mentioned earlier, we encourage everybody to check that out. We have a bonus episode coming up with Rajiv as well. So we encourage you to, to listen to that. We'll be digging into a few um, additional topics that we didn't address on This main podcast today. And if you'd like to listen to our bonus episode, you can go to AItoday.live and check out our bonus episode with Rajiv, as well as many other guests that we've had on this podcast. So we encourage you listeners to check that out, especially if you're interested in this conversation. But I wanted to wrap this main podcast up today with a question that we always ask every single guest What do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond?
2: So um, I think uh, future of uh, AI is pretty bright right so we we are we are definitely in the AI summer um I, I don't see AI winter anytime soon or anywhere near also and part of the reason being that uh, you know when when we started this discussion um it, it was about um you know for again for the past couple of years, there's been a lot of focus on um, using AI and machine learning for the applied use cases, right? Um, No longer in academia or research. Uh, I think that has really helped push um, 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 AI and and, and machine learning, right? Um, Across different organizations, companies, and groups, right? It is being used heavily across the board, across the industry um, and in a lot of different use cases, right? Uh, so I think from 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 that perspective, I think um, um, and, and, and organizations and, and and companies, I think they are, they're trying to find more and more ways of leveraging um, these advancements um, in, in machine learning. Um, to help uh, address some of the business use cases and and bigger problems which they're trying to solve, right? So I I definitely see over the next months and years, right, it it is going to pick up pace. And uh, we are going to see a lot more work uh, coming out from this
1: yeah and I think that's a really really good uh, perspective on the future. I mean it's becoming I think increasingly more apparent to to folks that AI machine learning is just another tool and tool belt that's helping us get better insights from data. And instead of having to de- you know, depend on humans to create rules and programmatic systems and you know better dashboards and more complicated filtering systems, we have sort of these really cool innovative tools that can extract insights from data, with uh, give them good a good enough quantity of training data and use a couple of really insightful algorithms, and we can uncover some really interesting. Uh, insights from that data that, that of course, uh, you know can help us hopefully uh, in general on the path to, to artificial general intelligence, but for sure, these narrow applications, which are much more, uh, I would say, immediately useful to what we're trying to solve in today's organizations. And uh, we're going to address maybe some of these in the bonus episode. So we're going to talk a little about some of the challenges to adopting AI and financial in the fintech industry. So uh, we'll be asking that to Rajiv. So we'll hear some of his insights on that. We're also going to hear a little bit more about uh, if you're on the way of your AI journey, some of the things you could think about with ethical considerations for building machine learning models. So we'll get into that. So I encourage all of you listeners to tune into that bonus podcast. But uh, for, this po- the, for this podcast episode, we're of course nearing the end here. So I want to thank you so much, Rajiv, for joining us and sharing your fantastic insights, both here on the podcast and of course, uh, at the Data for AI event that we had just a few weeks ago.
2: Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And as we mentioned, if you're interested in the bonus episode, make sure to go to AIToday.live to check that out. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you have, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. So we'll make sure to link to our Data for AI conference and also the bonus episode as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group, and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes.
1: Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link.